So two weeks ago on this very show, we responded to Peacock's top 50 greatest female superstars of all time in WWE history. We gave our thoughts on that, much, much at length, mostly, mostly towards their own top 10 of the, of the greatest of all time in WWE history. And we certainly pulled no punches when it came to that particular segment. The following week, which was last week, me and Lawrence here uh, gave concocted our own personal top 10 favorite female wrestlers of all time as a, as a response to Peacock's uh, top 50 list. Yes, we did. We gave our thoughts on that, of, of course, the obvious with the obvious disclaimer that it's our personal preference mm -hmm. <laughs> for those but, that are mad. But one half of the bromance, Ricardo is back, but he had issue with my list. Ricardo, please elaborate why you had issue with my list. Now, Thank you. our parents has raised us well to have <laughs> very... They Abba, our parents has trained us to like be uh, smart, make smart choices, civil, this, civil decisions in life. <laughs> now, in this podcast, this is a wrestling podcast, correct? And this man's list from last week of his top ten all time was awesome. No, nigga, it wasn't awesome. It was asinine. It was asinine. Your list was straight garbage. <laughs> now, people that doesn't know that his list, this was his list. This is his top 10. I'm going to say it from 10 to 1. Number 10, Jazz. Ew. Jazz Jacqueline. Slash Jacqueline. Whatever. Jazz. Okay. Num his, this is Lawrence's list. Number 10 was Jazz. Number 9 was Lita. Number 8 was AJ Lee. Number 7 was Beth Phoenix. Number 6 was Asuka. Number 5 was Bailey. Number 4 was Becky Lynch. Number 3 Charlotte Flair, shame on you. Number two, Trish Stratus. And number one, Sasha Banks. What in the blue hell will make you think that Sasha Banks was number one? Listen, did you listen to the podcast? I heard you. I heard you. But you know what? I, I heard you. But you 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 stated on why Sasha Banks was number one. But but you committed murder by making people that was listening have deaf ears listen to your drivel. Okay. Oh, I now, brought them now, to the light. No, it wasn't they light. You truth. brought them to the dark because well, like no 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 because you are blind due to the fact that yes blind that due to the fact that Sasha Banks I don't give a fuck. I got prescriptions. Well, you 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 wear glasses and they you wear glasses but you're. Part, but you're part blind. Why are you wearing glasses? Because this is for show, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, now, let me tell you something right now. Abba, Abba, I'm going to give credit where credit is due because I heard your list and your list was... No, no, no. With, no, no, with no, your no, list... Hold up, hold up, hold up. His, Abba's list was actually solid. I had no I had no issues with the list. I had two minutes. We want me to do. Now, now your, your list was ass. It was okay. great. Now, for two minutes, it was great. No, yes, no, no. I could have put... No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. I could have put Trish... A little lower, a little higher, well, higher on the list. Higher on the list, yes. But thing is, this no one was surpassing on my list. Sasha, I'm sorry. That's how I feel. So, wait, wait, wait. Was that uh, wait? Was that part of, of favoritism? That's what exactly. Wow. There is okay. favoritism on my list. Dude, okay. At the end of the day, good. it's okay. going to be favoritism. Okay, look, 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 look. In, in, I in give you I give you. I understand that, but I give you credit on your list because yours was actually professional, Abba. Yours was. You had actually thought it's in your list. Like, Hold up. Top of I'm, professional is going to be I'm talking to Abba. I am talking to Abba. Okay? I am My talking God. to Abba. Abba's list was professional, had <laughs> like, merit, 
and he actually thought about Mary it. Yours was a straight up drivel. Okay, now let me go on. This is the most praise I ever got from a card. My list, because yeah. you know, you know what, Abba, Abba, hey, I, welcome, from, Abba. From this, from this the day forward, I make oh, no, no, to get you what you deserve. No, no, because, no, 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 no. Yeah, Abba, it, Abba, from this, for, as of right now, temporarily, and I said temporarily because I do think in the future you're gonna piss me off. He will, but, but temporarily, will. right now, I'm not getting at you, Abba. I'm getting at this thing. This is my top ten. This is my Acknowledge topic. Acknowledge me. Okay, fuck. Yes. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. Let me tell you something. Yes. This is my list, people. Okay, go ahead. Ten. Number ten. AJ Lee is my number ten. See, I'm, so you, right? you, you, you agree with me. AJ Lee should be in the top ten. I, yes. Okay. Okay, so let me finish. All right. A, I'm not, I, AJ this Lee is, is so my... Funny. AJ Lee is 10. <laughs> number 9... But your brother did, was like, why is she number 7? Because he doesn't... He, he at some... He, because at times... The he professor. Be, the, at times, the professor doesn't know wrestling. Because I because he he doesn't... He ignored the fact of what AJ Lee brought to the table. No, I'm talking about Richard. 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 Because this man said that AJ Lee didn't do nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, the people that's listening... If y'all forgot, there was a time where the, the women's roster had nobody. AJ Lee carried that whole shit by herself. She had merit. Nobody was better than her. Until Paige came, there was nobody better than her. She was on the mic. Her mic work was game. She was one of the highlights male for the men's and the women's division Ex in that time period. In the exactly. Enough said. I had nine, Lita. Eight, China. Number seven, Beth Phoenix. Number six, Bailey, number five, Oscar, oh. number four, <laughs> Sasha Banks. Whoa, whoa, four. <laughs> yes, four, nigga. What? Four. Nah. Four. Blasphemy. No, no, no. Four. Blasphemy. Sasha Banks. Number three, Trish Stratus. Number two, Becky Lynch, and number one, the goat, Charlotte Flair. Okay, that's my list. Okay, that is my list. And that's okay. Okay, okay. That's, now that's a fine list. That's now a fine list. Sasha Banks' correctful place is number four. Nah. Yes. <laughs> what? what, you good? No, I'm, I'm not sweating. I'm good. I'm good. See the glasses. Sasha more. Banks <laughs> is correct. In my opinion, she's number four and richly deserved because, because Trish Stratus, is, I think Trish Stratus, what she did um, in the Roots Aggression era and obviously towards her retirement mm -hmm. yeah. was, it was game. Like, it was game. Because, okay. like, Trish Stratus got has way more better leadership than Sasha Banks. Leadership? What? Le no, leadership. no, no, no. Leadership. Leadership. Define, define the leadership. Not just being serious. Like the, Trish Stratus. Do for the listeners, yeah. yeah. For, the, for, for the listeners, Trish Stratus' leadership triumphs Sasha Banks today. Because Sasha Banks, yes, yeah, Sasha Banks, she got the swag. She got the... She got the... Charisma. Charisma and everything. But the leadership, she has none. She has none of that. But you talk about leadership. Wasn't Sasha Banks and Bailey the same people who egged on, who, not begged, but campaigned for the women's tag titles? They campaigned for they the campaign. They campaigned for. They campaigned for the for years. They campaigned for that to help women to give women a chance. Isn't that leadership to bring to be the ones to help? To help and try to let make me the women's division better. Yeah, true. But let me chime in for one second. Yes, they chimed in for the women's tag team titles, but the minute the women's tag team titles came through, it's been dissolved since day one. But isn't is but things is that their fault? It's not they their. Can, it's it's not their. I'm not. You're not wrong. It's not their fault. It's not. I understand. I. You bring a solid point. 
And I'm not even gonna. I'm not even knocking that. And a person, you and bring, the same person on. who wanted to put the, even though she wasn't in there, same person mm-hmm. campaign to try to get um mm-hmm. them for uh another the evolution, main, yeah, another evolution, mm-hmm. main, main events yes. or different they were at the forefront and all that. Yes. all that. They were at the forefront. Yes, and all they that. were. They were. Here's here's the thing though. With Sasha Banks, I understand in terms of the tag titles they brought into fruition. I feel you. It pushed it for another evolution. I got it. Right? But we're not going to say that in terms of Sasha Banks, that in terms of um, the women's division, that like she was the one that uh, carried the women's division or did the most work in the women's division just because she was... Um, ranting on the fact of having another evolution she, to, or she's also a person who made, or having attack titles, the most sacrifice. Again, I'm not knocking yeah. that. I'm not saying that, but yeah. we're not. But I'm not gonna say yeah. that she was the reason. Trish did more leadership than her. Becky Lynch did, and Charlotte Flair did. Trish was certainly leadership. a better leader. No, I know. I said well, Trish. That's why I have like, a better. Trish Sasha was a better Blair leader than Sasha we, was. We, we, we I, get conf- Ever, the head ever, of the women's division. by far. When well, she had to carry the whole yeah, exactly. Trish Stratus by far, right? Becky Let's Lynch, the Charlotte Flair one, because Becky Lynch. It turns up, it turns up Becky Lynch. No one could tell me that Becky Lynch did more for the women's division. I think her her than, on that run, yeah, yeah. On the, yeah, I'm talking about on that run because you could say, because Becky, cause I keep saying Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks' persona as the boss persona doesn't merit leadership. It doesn't. It does not at it all. Doesn't. Do you do you do you honestly? But what she does in the ring for? No, I'm not knocking her in ring work, no, 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 bro. No, 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 not saying in ring work, but the opportunities that she gives to other people, like when she's in when she's in these storylines, she helps them. She they helps them better. Okay, okay. But about the character of the boss? Yeah. Like no, the no, boss no. Hold on. I'm not. Look, Charlotte, Becky, Trish, elevates stars. I can. Rhea Ripley? How did Rhea look after Charlotte? Not good. No, she no, whoa, 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 whoa. Here's, here's why. Hold up. Here's why. How did NXT with okay. the division look after Charlotte winning the NXT Championship? It okay. looked the worst. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, you done? Good. Charlotte Flair. Due to Charlotte Flair facing Rhea Ripley, we never paid more attention to Rhea Ripley until Charlotte got there. He's actually right. Until Charlotte, and, he's right. And, and, and until Charlotte got there, no one paid attention more to Rhea Ripley until Charlotte got there. I mean, it did. That's coinc- a fact. It did coincide with Rhea Ripley getting her okay. debut at WrestleMania. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yep. No, no, no but, that, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But that's a given. You're, you're going against the top woman of the company. That's that's also okay. that's kind of a given. No, okay. But 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 okay. We're talking about the build up to Mania itself and the big match, the NXT Women's Title match between Rhea and Charlotte last year. But after he, coming out of that match, let me just get this in. Coming out of that match, did Rhea look better? And more important after Charlotte. after the match after the match after Mania last year, I wouldn't say so. No, because the th- because the thing is, I blame that on Rhea Ripley and not on Charlotte because I I hold wrestlers to a standard where you at at certain times you need to work on your game. On you need to work on your game to elevate yourself. Sometimes there are times when like. Like you don't need help. Like like for Becky Lynch, she doesn't need Charlotte's help to elevate herself. She can do that herself. Neither does Sasha Banks. Neither does Bailey. 
right? Yeah. And like and That's people like fun. people like that doesn't need to elevate themselves. That's why I I hold Rhea Ripley accountable to not working on her game, mm-hmm. her mic work, her end game work, right? So Charlotte was there that had to Charlotte needed no Rhea Ripley needed Charlotte because Charlotte has to be the one to elevate Rhea Ripley, which makes my point of why all of us had to pay attention to Rhea Ripley now at that time towards WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my point in terms of Charlotte and to Becky Lynch and to Trish Stratus. Now, I'm gonna end it right here. Okay. Sasha Banks deserves to be in the top five. That's out of, without a question. If no one has Sasha Banks in your top five all time, you don't know wrestling. You don't know women's wrestling. Bottom line. Okay? Having Sasha Banks in your top five is mandatory. But I'm not knocking Sasha Banks. I don't say she's trash. She's she's not trash. She's a Hall of Famer without a doubt. But she's not top three. That's all I'm saying, Lawrence. And Charlotte Flair, number one all time. Because she's the standard. She's the creme de la creme. Period. This episode of Wrestling Hypothesis is brought to you today by our sponsor, Precision Tax Firm. Every individual in business has different accounting needs. And we are here for any and every financial challenge you may face. Precision Tax Firm is ready to serve as a voice of reason for your tax planning and financial advising demands. Their personalized accounting services and solutions have helped their clients manage a better financial future. To book a consultation today, go to ptaxfirm.com. That is ptaxfirm.com to book a free consultation or call 917-435-7403. That's 917-435-7403. Oh, and in case you didn't wonder... If you were wondering where is, you know, if you have an email address or anything like that, it is your tax guy at ptaxfirm.com. That is your tax guy at ptaxfirm.com. As always, welcome back, Ricardo, my good sir, and thank you for that lovely public service announcement you know, of the women. What you know, when one half of the bromance returns to the show, he has to help his people out, mm. even through blindness. Oh goddamn blindness! Deaf ears, or stupidity. Yeah. I'm kidding, bro. Damn. <laughs> I love, I love you. I love, I love you. Wow. I think but, I got the harshest. Nah, but the Harsh. bromance is here. One half of the bromance. My man Kenny isn't here because my man deserves a well-timed vacation. Right. And my homegirl Tara isn't here because she she obviously does her thing. On She's side. missed by the listeners. Isn't that right, folks? I'm sure yeah. the first lady. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. But. Maybe from this end, yeah. Your boy is here. Let's get on with the show. Yeah. Welcome to episode 61 of the Wrestling Apologist podcast here for your Saturday. April 10th, 2021. Yes, Saturday, April 10th is hopefully the, t- the time and day that we're able to uh, release the show out to the feed. So you guys are able to listen to it as we are going to get into it with WrestleMania predictions later on in the show. 
And of course, night one is taking place later tonight. So hopefully we'll be able to push this episode out so you guys can be able to hear our thoughts on everything with WrestleMania. That's right. WrestleMania yep. week, guys. WrestleMania week. Good God. It's going to be dreadful these next two days, isn't it? You on your bottom. Yeah, I am, of course, the ABA. How's everyone doing? Uh, you heard Ricardo's lovely introduction. One half of the bromance. Sad to see that Kenny isn't able to join us again this week. I got him. I hold it. I hold the show down. Yep, my boy. All right. We also have with us on the show the professor Richard. What's up, y'all? What's up? <laughs> and Big L Lawrence. The controversial one. The controversial one. Yes, the newly dubbed Hello. controversial one. Hello. I, I dubbed myself. I believe I dubbed myself Mr. Controversy on the show about not too long ago, actually. <laughs> and now you came. You came to the reins and took it over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Ricardo remembers that. <laughs> Both of y'all niggas get on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, we're proud of it, too. Shut up. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, but business as usual, as everyone knows, listening, this podcast is available to listen to on various platforms out there, such as Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and our very own YouTube channel. NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver took place over the course of two nights this past week, and myself and Rich... Did a review on the overall show, went over the big title changes like Raquel Gonzalez and Karrion Cross winning the NXT Women's and NXT World Championship respectively, as well as the excellent bout between Walter and Tommaso Ciampa with his shiny new dome, which is always a sight to see. I give you all, I'll give both of you guys credit on the review. Uh, my thoughts on it is that like I think Raquel Gonzalez was the right person to take uh, take the chip. And, she was uh, built up very good. Yeah, she was built up. She was months. built up very good. Any, and like anyone but I, her would have been. I felt it was. It, I felt that it was time for EO to lose it. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like. It was. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like it was like yo, you need a break. Like I, like it's similar to what I see. I think she's going up. No, no, we'll see. We'll Man, see. I don't know. Going down. But <laughs> I feel like I feel, I feel like yeah. she's on the same level as Oscar. Like yo, like you, you guys are done. Like, like you know what I'm saying? You've like, done your part. You've done your part exactly. Yeah. Like y'all need a break. Like now. Yeah. She deserves it. Right. Yeah, and good so, job, you too. Thank you. I haven't had time yesterday to upload the review out to the other platforms, but it is already up on the YouTube channel. And well, I just got done uh, uploading it just uh, as we're right before recording this episode. So uh, yeah, it's available out to the feed anywhere for your guys's convenience. Follow us on our social media accounts: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where we often report breaking news that comes out in pro wrestling over the course of the week, and we let you listeners know the updates on the status of the show and what's going on there. So go ahead and give us a follow on those accounts. If you're listening using iTunes, you can leave us a star rating on there as well as some feedback on what you think of our show. And lastly, you can check out any of our older episodes in the archives using any of the platforms I mentioned earlier, as well as visiting our own website, anchor.fm/wrestling-hypothesis. Before we get into it with the rest of the show, uh, quick quick notes, prayers and condolences go out to the family and friends of DMX, who was tragically who tragically passed away just yesterday, as officially confirmed by by reliable sources. Uh, I think his team, as a matter of fact, um, at, he passed away from a drug overdose that was going on for almost a week now. Uh, he was fighting a losing battle on that, although now now the, now we know of at age fifty years old. 50 years old. Very young. Yeah, very, very, very young. Um, uh, started listening to DMX when I was like around six to eight years old. Mm -hmm. That's when I started like literally listening to him like consistently. Yeah. Like he was, he was a great, 
great rapper, very mm -hmm. underrated. When he first came came out in like 98, 99, yeah. he was one of the biggest. Yeah. Yeah, rappers and come, and, come and the, the, the early two thousands is where like he was like at its peak, mm -hmm. and um with DMX, what I like besides him being as a rapper, what I really really acknowledged was how he personally writes songs in reference to God. Once one song per album, if mm -hmm. you like look back on each one, yeah, there's one song relating to God. Of like thanking him, praising yeah. him, etc., and he writes. He literally writes his own prayers. He Dmx literally writes his own prayers right. through his own words. Whenever like um, whenever like a show comes on, or like there's a group, yeah. or like um, or just in general, like he's really really known for that. I to be honest with you, you could say that. People looked at him as a preacher because he spoke volumes of what, on how deep he was in touch of God. And I really, really respected that. Yeah. And like, I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of that because I, I get that side from my mother. And in terms of being close to God, I want to be close to God as much as possible. Right. And I look at DMX like that, like take out all the like the mishaps the drugs and all that stuff, this man was, like, a good person. So, like, rest in peace to DMX. Um, he's watching all of us. His music will live on forever. It, his his music is is more popular now than it was forever, cause especially for the new generation of today because they don't right. really understand his music. Yeah. Like, my niece is 16 years old, but she doesn't know anything about DMX. Mm. But she listened to his music and she was like, she was like, wow, like, like he was like really, really good. Like, like I'm just glad it, um, the new generation gets to listen to him and understand his philosophy. So, rest in peace yeah, to the was, DMX. Yeah, if there was one thing that came out a positive that came out from over the past week, it's that his the his recognition and his name got out to a lot more um, more younger people out there. Yes, which you know it's kind of been it hasn't been as this this big since his career. So. You know, like people, people have at least started to really come around to DMX and appreciate him and to take notice. So at least that's something good to come out of it. Big shout out to at Trevor Dame on Twitter. He was the one who inspired this particular segment. He posted a reply to Fightful Wrestling's news article on Seth Rollins claiming that WWE can tell much, much cleaner stories in the Thunderdome rather than having live fans in attendance and seemingly crapping on almost everything they see. So I see our little friend Seth Rollins is back back in the saddle of attacking fans on social media who who may who disagree with his views, uh, who he disagrees with on their views whenever they got something to say. And Tre and Trevor came out and replied by saying and I quote, "One of the worst things that WWE has done for modern wrestling is train a generation of wrestlers into thinking the fans are the enemy that must be dominated into submission rather than not doing that. End quote. Now, when I saw what, what he said, it did get me thinking long and hard about the growing trend that I've been seeing more and more on social media over the past few years of wrestlers attacking the fans that post their thoughts on that particular wrestler that they know is great in and out of the ring, but that the WWE holds them back from their full potential. 
And it's not just the talent. They're not the only... It's not just limited to them, but the people that are employed by WWE. You see guys like Bruce Pritchard doing stuff like that on his Something to Wrestle With podcast. They all write the fans off because they believe that we are all trolls or fake fans or anything like of that nature because we don't support the bad content we get on weekly programming every week. Social media is a big thing in the current period. We all know this now more than ever. Anyone could see anybody's thoughts if they share it out to the world. From what John Cena's thinking on a random Tuesday morning to what uh, Hillbilly Joe over there in Montana is thinking <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> um, Bruce Pritchard would have had a point if it was the 80s and 90s. In the 80s and 90s, don't give a damn about the critique. There was no social media. Uh, no, exactly. Yeah, we didn't no, have any exactly. of this we had 20, nothing. 30 years ago. We had nothing. When guys like right. Ric Flair and Steve Austin exactly. were at the top. They now, were met with so much criticism no, 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 from the fan base you, that you. they knew of. Right. If he said that around, if he was talking about that, I'm like, yo, you got that. Because there's no social media. But now, we're at a point where te technology is so, prof technology um, evolves so, so every day. Right? And social media evolves every day. Mm -hmm. Now, the criticism that um, fans does to wrestling, it's part of the sport. At this point, it changes. It's Exactly. You can't... You can't... You cannot say that fans don't know what they're talking about. We really got smarter yeah, like, we, in terms of dirt sheets it, and everything. Exactly. I was like, you, that's like, like we that's got like, the dirt. We got like, everything bro, right in our t uh, the f uh, at our fingertips. That's like seeing in terms of basketball, fans don't know what they're talking about, but right. they're watching the sport of basketball, and us fans can't critique of can't, uh, can't criticize the players or the brand of. They got to understand they're not on the floor yeah. because they're not on the floor. They exactly. They got to understand something. We don't have to walk the same path. With these wrestlers, exactly. we're the ones. We're the ones consuming all this stuff. We're why? the ones watching what you're giving out. Besides, what you're putting out. Besides, why do you think we have podcasts like this, like in the Wrestling Hypothesis, or the JD podcast, or or um, Solomon Monster, etc. Right, that critiques the art of wrestling and what the uh, the product like a AEW or a WWE or Ring of Honor, etc. brings right. to the table, and, yeah. and how it, it affects the fans, yeah. and how it affects the fans. Right, due to them being ignorant mm -hmm. to the fans, it just goes to the fact that WWE can't take criticism. To be, because to be honest with you, the way I look at it, I view criticism as a good thing. Mm -hmm. I've never view it as a bad thing. If you can't take criticism, if you can't take criticism as a person or as a brand, you, you will never that. evolve. Mm -hmm. You will never ever evolve. Period. Yeah, you're close-minded, close stubborn, not willing to listen to what others have exactly. to say. Exactly. You don't learn anything from that. You learn nothing. You're just keeping your own mm -hmm. what you, your own beliefs and your views on something to yourself, and you're not oh, welcoming anything else. Right. That goes and, against and, that's, and, and I'm not saying that WWE has never evolved. Trust me, they have. Oh, definitely. It's just that like, due to this generation, due to this age of social media, the, the criticism is at an all-time high. And WWE has to perform highly well, all the time, mm -hmm. to beat the criticism. But but it goes to show, but due to the fact that WWE ignores the criticism, WWE has a consistency 
of going down in ratings, entertainment, yep. and value to some degree. Of course. In their own product that us fans don't look at WWE as, a, as the number one wrestling company in the world as so, of certain fans' eyes. Right. Because they look at other companies like an AEW, a Ring of Honor, a New Japan. Of course. We can't, we can't like and be engaged thoroughly in everything that we're involved with. In everything that, we're, that they're putting out to us on weekly television. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just not the way it works. That's how it works. We're not freaking robots with no emotions and shit like that. And we just consume every little second of content that you put out. Right. No matter if you put in the work to make it something worth uh, getting in interested in or not. Now, it goes to the point where Rollins... Now, this goes to the point where Rollins states that his failed WWE face run was because he did not... He felt the fans did not like the product, just hated the product. I don't feel that was... Now, yes, Rollins' face, face run was failed, but it was because... The fans just openly just hated your product out of spite. No, it was basically because it just wasn't that good. Right. So I, I didn't get why wrestlers are doing this or going out. They always seem like they're being brainwashed by, brainwashed by the E, saying that they're openly should hate out what hate out this criticism or don't be able to take criticism from everyone because they're not in the ring. Um, even though we, we are fans, and end of the day, it is it's. it's Pro wrestling, we, we're 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 gonna make we're gonna make assumptions. We're gonna make um, rash decisions and uh, shit. Yeah, but it's that. But that but that makes my point about criticism because like it's it's part of the cause. Mm -hmm. You can't you you can't have a sport. You can't have a you cannot have a sports entertainment company without any criticism from fans or analysts. Or people like that, or any other people like that, to critique the work of the brand. Of the brand, correct. it's 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 impossible. You can't you can't have that. That's not. This is the part of the uh, era that we live in, right? We they um they listen to the criticism, they take it, and they try to fix their way to to make the uh the brand better. That's what the NBA does, the NFL, uh, MLB. Um, ML, um, MLS soccer, hockey, etc. That's why you have debate shows, sports shows, pot, uh, post game shows, like stuff like that, for criticism, for criticism to make their game or the brand better. Due to the f and 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 the, and the last part, and since we have that, and WWE has had um are hypocrites in terms of this. They have the nerve to. Not listen to us fans in terms of criticism about making the product work, but they have these shows like Raw Talk or Talking Smack as as a post as as a post game show after either Raw or SmackDown or a pay per view. Right, and the like it it contradicts that because they don't truly analyze. Of what happened in the show, mm -hmm. like to actually critique it, right? Right? It's just, it's like almost like saying if they have a raw talk or talking smack, they are paid mm -hmm. to talk specifically what to tell um on what to say instead of 
what they truly want to say mm. in terms of the match or the or the promo that happened yeah. on the show. They're limited in what they're able what to. They're, they're severely they're limited say because it's within the WWE. Yeah, yeah. and Bam, that's so. why you have that's why you have fans that don't watch Talking Smack sometimes or Raw Talk right. or any other post-game or pre-game show Because you know it's a just the case you're not going to get anything groundbreaking like, exactly. you, would, like you would with uh, Miz lashing out at Bryant the way he did five years exactly. ago. Exactly, and that's, and that's my point. And that was legitimate. Was, you know, that was, was something we'd love to see. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and don't get me wrong. What Paul Heyman's doing in Talking Smack is it's, it's money. It, that's the exception. Yeah, and exactly. It's that's putting the exception. Other people over and it's right. them out of their shells, right. presumably. Because like out of everybody, he's the only one that I'm seeing he's actually critiquing right. what has happened on the show based on a promo. Because or, I think he's able to get away with it. Or a superstar. Exactly. Yeah. Because he was actually an um a competitor mm-hmm. against the WWE. And knows how to analyze right. a, a person or the show itself. Of course. Because he's the only one that's doing that. It goes to show you that the rest of the people that's doing Talking Smack or Raw Talk or The Bump or whatever, yeah. they're getting paid to, to to talk specifically on what they have to say instead of what they want to want say. Want to say, of course. Right. Yeah. Now, on the flip side of things, I don't want to make it seem like we're all jumping on the bandwagon of this one particular side of the argument. I do want to obviously address the other side of what's what we're what we're getting at. I do understand why wrestlers would dismiss the fans most of the time for voicing their opinions on everything being bad, because there are people out there who love to complain about every every single thing, every single minute detail out there, mm-hmm. even when it's something that is universally beloved by the wrestling community. You have those handful of people. That see the absolute worst of everything. Either that or they're just outright trolling. So at that point, you don't pay you pay no mind to them. But it's like a case of how do you pay how do you gauge whether they're doing that or not? Mm-hmm. Because it's not so obvious sometimes. It's their rights, it's these people's rights to have those opinions and share them out to the world as they choose to. It's just a matter of how everyone else reacts to those views, if at all. And finally. WrestleMania 37 will be taking place this Saturday and Sunday night, and for the first time ever, it'll exclusively be on the Peacock streaming service as the WWE Network has officially disbanded here in the United States, though it is available for most other countries at the moment outside. This year's WrestleMania event was originally set to take place at SoFi Stadium in California on March 28th, but of course the pandemic shut those plans down as big social events aren't possible right now over there just yet. So they stay put down in Florida, which was the smart choice if they wanted to do anything. Now, before we get into it with the predictions for these matches, can I just say that the overall build for these matches were, for the most part, just bad. To put it bluntly. A complete lack of focus for almost all the matches and the storylines. This is probably my least favorite Road to WrestleMania season, heading into the biggest wrestling show of the calendar year I've ever endured. This Road to WrestleMania was god-awful, lackluster... The it, only th- it was pretty. Now I don't. I don't want to say boring, but it was just rushed. Rushed. That's that's a good word. Everything no, was put no together last like, last second. Yeah. I didn't care. It the, was to the point like, that I only watched three, no, three or four shows. The only, the only, like, the only match that's like holding on for for like for three dear life. life for dear life is is 
Roman, Edge, Brian. That's, That's it. it. It's like it's I was like, like, yo, if it wasn't for that, bro, thing. I'm telling you, bro, if it wasn't for that match, people I would not be watching WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I won't be watching WrestleMania. You know what I'll be doing? I'll be I'll be working out. I'll be watching anime, going on a date with my girl. Map match shit. <laughs> Seriously. Sleep. Sleep. I'll be sleeping. For real, I'll be sleeping. That's what we need. You're in the next extra should I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but I digress. Let's just get into it with this long match card, which is why, for the in, for the benefit of everyone listening and ourselves to save time, we decided let's let's list the the name. Let's list the matches that we couldn't that are taking place on both nights of Mania that we couldn't give two shits about if we tried. Just to get it out of the way, so let's run down the list. The women's tag team gauntlet match, the tag match with Bad Bunny, New Day against AJ Styles and almost, almost, I should say. Uh, respect to AJ, big fan of him, but, you know, the match isn't really doing anything for anybody right now. Certainly Braun Strowman against Shane McMahon in that steel cage match. <laughs> He's definitely taking the role of the big show, as of late, Strowman does. Even though I'm sure it'll be a great match, Matt Riddle against Sheamus. Sorry guys, yeah, not not interested. And there's and there you go. That's the rundown for the matches we're putting to the side that we that really mean of no significance to any of us. Sorry to say to those performers, but it is what it is. Now on to the matches that do have importance or some significance to them on the card. Let's start with night one. Cesaro going one on one with Seth Rollins. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura playing second fiddle for Rollins to get to Cesaro aside because he really is better than that. This feud has been one of the better booked storylines heading into this upcoming weekend. Just two of some of the best the wrestling business has to offer, never mind WWE, going at it at the biggest stage possible. I'm hopeful that they get plenty of time to do their thing. Not much more else to really say about the match itself other than I would love to see Cesaro win here to solidify his continued swing and momentum as of late. But I'm going to go with Seth Rollins to ultimately win this match. I disagree. Okay. This is the one match, honestly, that Seth Rollins needs to lose. Because for Cesaro, the last time that Cesaro was had a WrestleMania moment was 30. And that was... That was a lifetime ago. That was seven years ago. He's never had that one match at Mania to the point I'm like, yo... Cesaro is finally here. Cesaro is it. That was honestly the, one of my favorite recent the, mania moments the of the fact, past few years. That was great. The fact that you're facing a name like Seth Rollins at a WrestleMania one-on-one, mm-hmm. this match will determine his status. It's funny you say name. Now, I know we all enjoy Rollins. We Rollins is... He's the number. He's the big. He's, he's the number two guy here, but I feel that Rollins' star diminished a little bit ever since losing to Bray. Ever since losing Bray to the Fiend, all that. Even though he did have that great character last year, which it was it was a one character. I do feel that that character his star diminishes. Not he's not the Rollins. He's not that number two guy Rollins anymore. He almost feels like he's. A B minus player. He almost feels like he's okay. I won't say that now. It's a B minus. Yeah, but I won't say. But going back to what you said about Bray, I won't go that far. I won't go yeah. that far. I feel like he's but, like not even the number two guy anymore. You know, he's not surpassing uh, Roman. He's not. He's not surpassing Roman whatsoever. 
it feels like he's like number three, number four at this point. But for Rollins, the way that he's being used in this rivalry, right mid card. But but like Ricardo said, it's nothing wrong with being a mid card, an upper mid carder. Because this is Rollins. Exactly. He can go back down he can, to the mid-card like, position. He can go. Still, like he was still, when he, when he, not lose he in the main event. when he was remember thirty four when he won the Intercontinental Championship. He was there. He was, there. Man, he was red hot. It was a okay. point that people were calling for him to be the new face of the company. The face now of the company. But what happened? That was different. Okay. It, it's different now. Okay. It's like, I disagree with both you and Richard. Okay. In terms of. When Richard said that Seth Rollins needs to lose, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Since when someone needs to lose? What the fuck is that? That that's like lose. That's like saying you gotta lose on purpose to elevate this nigga. What? Right. Look. He does have a point. Rollins does need that. No, no. That oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Sometimes, already. sometimes, when you're losing, it sometimes it ends up you're basically you end up looking like the winner. Okay. Now, can I di- do that though? Of course he can. Mm-hmm. And this is and this is why I disagree with you in terms of Seth Rollins's role has diminished. Here's why I disagree. Abba, my guy. Yeah. Kenny's not here, so I gotta call you my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know I am by number two by default, but go ahead. <laughs> I, don't, I thought you were gonna say that to me. I, I love you, Albert. It's all good, bro. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, remember John Cena when he won the United States title? Yes. Did people think he took a diminished mm-hmm. role? Okay. I Do you think that, no, Lawrence? Because he made the U.S. title one of the most important things on that show. Do you think that, Richard? I don't know. Okay. He was the best U.S. champion. Seth Rollins. Of that iteration. Seth Rollins, despite he doesn't have a title, has decided to take a backseat. But it's not a diminished role. It's a role to uplift the current Mick Carters into main event status. And to me, that is not a diminished role. Mm -hmm. It's like saying I'm a teacher and I got to work with my students Mm -hmm. to become main eventers. And that's what Seth Rollins is currently doing with Cesaro. As of right now... Roman Reigns is facing Edge, who's a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. and Daniel Bryan, soon to be a part-timer. So when... And Hall of Famer. Whatever. And w- so when... So, w- so whenever Roman Reigns is done with both of them, we could possibly see Cesaro next in line for a push for the world title. And that is why this role that Seth Rollins has is, is an elevated role to uplift... The character of Cesaro. So that is why I disagree with you in terms of Seth Rollins having a diminished role. I, In my opinion, this possibly might be the most important role that Seth Rollins has ever done in his career. Not, uh, not to bring WWE to main event status because it already is. Not to validate WWE as the number one wrestling company as it is. Not to elevate a title, but it's to elevate the stars around him. He definitely needs to do that because a 37-year-old, a 38-year-old Cesaro definitely needs it. Exactly. And And that makes my point because currently right now, Cesaro is the best person, I mean, is the best 
character that he's ever been in right now due to the fact of Seth Rollins. That's what I want to say. I will say that Seth Rollins doesn't hit me like he used to. Just go. a few over the like he has been in that 2014 to coming out of the Shield to like two years ago. Yes, well, he's he's definitely he's definitely had less of a less impact. of a in, integral role to the current product as as a whole well, than he did than he has the previous five years. Well, of course, because after Mania 30, he turned heel. He became his own person. That was the best Rollins. Obviously, mm -hmm. and then the second best Rollins is the Monday Night Messiah Monday character. Messiah. That, that, that was character was perfect. amazing. That was the probably the best Rollins we have seen. That was Rollins. the literally that's literally the best Rollins since the authority. 20, that's the authority Rollins. Since the authority okay. Rollins. He was money though. Now okay. he he has a new nickname called Seth Drippin Rollins. I, I, like, his dress game is. He says it all the time. Okay, and, and then okay. he, I, I feel what you're saying. That is that is the most dumbest nickname. That's I've what ever he says. I don't what care. He's, I don't care. Listen, I, I listen. No, you're pointing it out. I'm just you're saying. pointing it out. Stupid. But it's so goddamn stupid. stupid. I don't want to hear it I'm, about. I understand his super game. No, no. I'm just calling him Seth. Rollins. If, if fans want to call it, dub him that. Stupid ideas from that's bad creative. But Chris Jericho, twenty. But come on. <laughs> anyway, Cesaro has to win this match. I think no questions. Cesaro definitely has to. Cesaro win this has match. to win this match. Sad to, I don't. I don't see it though. But I will. I will. I won't be surprised if Cesaro wins per se. I just. It's just would yeah, be a but nice, going back, nice to, one, yeah, but going back to what he said. You remember when you said Ricardo that sometimes in a match, even if you lose, you come out as the winner. Yes. Right. Going back to TakeOver night, night 2, Bronson Reed lost, but he looked like a winner. That was his coming out party. Yeah. Exactly. This is Cesaro's coming this, out party this, in a WrestleMania. Wait, wait, wait. Cesaro's had many lim, coming out No, no, no. But not, but not, but not, but not, but not at, not at this party. Guys, exposure. guys, guys, guys. This, okay, honestly, TakeOver was an okay example. This is the best example. You want to know how you wouldn't really look out a winner? You know what's the best match to compare this Name one? Name the match that everyone knows. Come on, go. Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Thank you. That's the match that has that's comparable. If you want Cesaro to look like a million bucks, it has to be equivalent to that match. That being said, we're not saying it should. it's going to be on Exactly. Table. We're not it's, saying that. No but one's going to touch that. We're talking about... That was Stone Cold Steve Austin's moment that he's... Here, like you said, Richard, that Seth Rollins needs to lose. You're you are one hundred percent dead wrong. One hundred percent, he does not need to lose. In quotation marks. The thing is, though, I feel Cesaro like has Cesaro, to work. Cesaro has to get the, the Cesaro has to work in order to get the W. Cesaro always works. He oh no he always he works. He always he works. Let us down on that. He, oh, we're not questioning that he always works. We're questioning that he needs to put in the work against a main event star and a main event pay-per-view in WrestleMania. That's my point. Yeah. Just like what Austin did with Bret Hart. That's my point. If, if Cesaro doesn't show up like that, I don't hear jack shit from you, you, or you, Abba, that Cesaro needs to get a title match. 
Don't want to hear it. I didn't know about Zuckerberg. I'm just saying. I, mean, I'm just I saying. never said anything about it. Well, that. technically you well, did because it could eventually. It could. It could that's that's what I'm fighting, saying. Him fighting Apollo. I could see that. No. Coming out of Mania. No, 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 no. 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 Cesaro? No. I need to, if Cesaro wants to be in the main event scene, I need to I need to see him in, in main event status against Seth Rollins, who's one of the best niggas in the game. But say Cesaro brings it at brings it later tonight at Mania. No, no, like he, I said, he like I steals said, the show. If he, he wins, if he steals, no, if he wins, that fine. Could lead to a title no, no, again, him. like I said, if yeah. he wins or he loses, I need your performance to be one hundred percent. And I, we're gonna get that. I That's all I'm saying. Right. Now this is a pretty good segue into since we're talking about her husband, uh, Becky Lynch, and the whole discussion of whether or not that she will be returning. Later tonight at at night one, as she did post on uh, post on Instagram, basically spelling it out in what's the what's it called an acrostic uh, poem like an acrostic across an acrostic um um like a su- not like so a, subtle message it's a yeah. word message basically she said Becky's back night one all right that's what basically yeah she spelled out night one in night the one. way that Becky's she did Becky's back because it was showing her back and it's Becky Lynch Becky's back night one, one. and plus. It also oh, I even think about conveniently sees uh, conveniently <laughs> shows like up that, that Bailey is not even on the show. Mm-hmm. Bailey got nothing to do. Becky put two and she's t- back now. Put two Night and one. two together. We can get we can uh, an impromptu segment. Impromptu segment or a impromptu match. We never know. Becky it could it could be Becky versus Bailey. Never know. And and preferably, what Bailey has done all year, she deserves to something. be on this, something something to be on the show. She deserves something. So hopefully, it's a segment. With with uh, Becky, and that may lead to a match at, at SummerSlam. We'll see. That's what that's I'm saying. That's speculation. We also have Sasha Banks defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against this year's Women's Royal Rumble winner, Bianca Belair. We've talked about this match at great length back on episode 59 just a few weeks back. And our disappointment in the buildup to what we initially wanted to see, main event, one of the two nights of Mania. Now with what we've been with what we've been seeing from how WWE has treated the storyline and Belair's ascent to a title match at Mania, her big coming, her big come up to getting that title shot at at at, the, at your biggest event of the year, it's better off being in a different spot on the card. Maybe a lot of people would disagree on that, but it has since been officially announced that Sasha and Bianca are indeed main eventing night one later today. It'll still be a pretty good match, even a great match, but it could have been off the back of a great storyline for everyone involved. And that's not what we've gotten. All, I, w- I would say, I would speak for all of us, that despite the build has been trash, we expect that their performance will be incredible. Which is what we all hope for. Like I said this in past episodes... Uh, Bianca and Sasha Banks is is very important for this match. It's the main event for this match. I don't know if it possibly you can make an argument if it deserved to be the main event of night one. Yeah, we can go back and forth. We can that. go back and forth with that all that, all you want all to. Despite that. I certainly disagree with that, but it is what it is, right? So let's just hope and pray that that their performance is money. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, and as for who wins, have Sasha retain. I know people Agreed. are expecting. Yo, I know Sasha people Agreed. are expecting Bianca to win and go people on to have a, right a great mind. run for herself as the alpha female on SmackDown. But it really wouldn't feel that way if anything. It feels as though she was cheated out of it by creative, the build up. Let Sasha win here and Bianca comes back and wins wins 
wins the title a second attempt at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. And you build her up even further with a better build then. Though knowing this company, they should have gotten it right the first time around. Because, but the thing, what's sad about this, this match was honestly the most easiest to build. You didn't have to do much with this. You, you did not need the goddamn ball. You really didn't need to do much. You didn't need Reginald. You didn't need to... This can they coexist this, bullshit like, You didn't have to do any we'll of that because I'm, cause I'm saying like, yo, you didn't do this with Charlotte and Oscar back at 34. You didn't do all of this. I'm like, so... Fast forward to today, I'm like, why are you doing it with Sasha and I mean, to, bring, to go back to your point on Charlotte and Oscar, since you brought it up, like they didn't have the best story, they didn't have the best build up for the match, but it was simple. But no, it no, was but, no, but, no, but that's the but that's the, the thing versus the versus the queen. Right? That's the Same. that's the that's the thing. Like for these two, for Sasha and Bianca, two gifted, talented um wrestlers yeah. in the E stuff like that. They've been wanting to face each other for years, and like you didn't have to do. Much, yeah, a promo here, a promo there, fine. So we didn't have to have Reginald to the whole thing. Yeah, so I'm like, look, we already said what we had to say on past episodes. Yeah, but we we don't want to get too much into it. All we're saying is let's just hope their performance stands out, that they'll go over the shitty build that they've had for past weeks. Agreed. That's it. I know their performance because we know the the women in there are going to be great. It's going to be a great match. That's it. Yeah. And last up for night one of Mania this year, Drew McIntyre against Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. This is this has since been announced to open night yeah. one of the show. This will open the show. Yes, it's, 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 it's this is the first thing we're going to be show. seeing of Mania this year. It should open the show. Yeah, you didn't, it's, you didn't it's, know it's, that, didn't you? It's a great opening. Yeah, Ricardo's reaction. You didn't know that, didn't you? Didn't <laughs> but thing is, this it's going to be extra. What we know is going to be extra power. It's going to be a big entrance. That is what they want because they're opening. Because it's literally the first match. They want it's it's the if nothing era. else. It's because they want Drew McIntyre to have that first, it's the first big, big pop. show, gentlemen, back in front of the crowd. Yeah, gentlemen, that's what they're that's why they're doing it. Before he gets into it, I will say this: Bobby Lashley retain. That's it. Are you saying that he should, or he is should that retain. your prediction? Bobby he should, should retain. Bobby Lashley will retain the WWE Championship. He needs to retain. If he no, loses, not needs. We will the black community, black Twitter. Will riot. Bobby Lashley is carrying Raw. He owned his him own and MVP. Him and MVP. Like I said, baby in him. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Lashley is so significant right now. You do not, you do not mess that up. I don't give a as all. I love Drew McIntyre is solid. He's dope. He's money. I don't give a damn if he wins the WWE title. He doesn't deserve the WWE title. Well, as of right now. Well, I'm sorry to tell you guys this, but uh, I'm kind of I'm predicting McIntyre gets the title back. Let me let me let me tell you something. I got him. I got him. I got him. That's Shut not up. to say I want to see McIntyre win. Well, I want Lashley. No, I get it. I get it. I, I understand what you're saying. But I do. But think here's they here's want why. To get that big no, pop. Look, look, look. But here's why. Bobby Lashley will retain, and I'm saying that with utmost confidence. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Go ahead. Bobby Lashley will retain because. You have a guy, an MVP, and and Bobby Lashley that is right now and currently equivalent to Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. He is on a different, like, this isn't the same Lashley that versus Drew McIntyre a couple months ago. Months ago. This Lashley is a different, this is... He's a different beast. This is yes. a main event level Lashley. This is the the, the Mick Carter. Okay. He's trying to figure it out. This is, this Lashley is a 
He's a fucking killer. Exactly. Cool. I'm not Bobby Lashley. No, no, I'm loving Bob, Lashley. No, exactly. Bobby Lashley has elevated himself to main event status and to where MVP has elevated himself as the next best manager after Paul Heyman today. Right. Okay? Yeah. With Drew McIntyre, I cannot rely on him to carry the mantle of Monday Night Raw. I can't rely on him. I can't. As much as he's great as a wrestler, I can't rely on him on entertainment. I can't rely on him on a holding down a rivalry. I can't rely on or rely on him specifically and most importantly the mic work. If you ain't talking, I ain't watching. I can't rely on him on that. That Critique is so severe, Abba and Richard, that Bobby Lashley has to retain the WWE title. Listen, I, I would like to see because I ain't gonna front that that promo that Magazine did on Monday. I fell asleep. Exactly. That shit was dragged. I, out. It was dragged out. It was another, trash. Plus, another, plus, like an, plus another thing. Another thing. This is the first time in over a year the fans are coming back. back. Fans will turn on Drew. Yeah, hands that's down. Concern. Drew is is literally they will Rollins them. So what do you bet? What, Drew? what do you bet? Maybe to avoid to think to go into risk management mode to prevent that from happening. They decide to call an audible and have Here, here's no, the no, no, no. Here's the thing. You can't. You can't because you can, you cannot control the fans' reactions when it that's comes to a match. Okay, but that's, what, but that's it, what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying it's the, they're gonna they're thinking ahead. This they already the decided. Thunder, yeah, but, they, do, but then, they can control. Yeah, let's but here, do, control dude, right let's do Lashley. Let's have Lashley retain. They decide at last minute. That wasn't the original plan because they wanted they they assumed McIntyre is gonna get that big pop again for winning the gold again. But that's but, that, at, but at the start but, of Mania. This yeah, year. but that's that's the. I same. see what you're saying. I, I see yeah. what I understand what you're saying. We all do. But here's the thing: fans been watching Raw for over a year during the pandemic. Drew's been holding it down. Ever since that Lashley won it. Fans have been clamoring like, yo, Lashley's going to WrestleMania. He's been investing. He's the WWE title. Finally. The thing, thing is this. I see WrestleMania. Abba has a point. Thing yeah, is no. This. Hold on. Do you think Vince McMahon is endgame? Exactly. Is to have Lashley be Abba? Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no. He's, he's sticking not. to his plans. I'm, I'm yes. almost, I am 99% confident that he is not going to change these plans. Oh, obviously not. Having look, obviously not. Title look, Abba has a point. That's why I'm not even feeling that. Because I, I, I honestly agree with that. Because... They've Vince, done it before. Vince has, I know. Vince has a rep of nixing the plants at the last minute. What Abba is saying, what people don't, if people doesn't understand what Abba is saying, he, they are saying based on a prediction, or, I mean, um, based on a hypothesis. Depending as the match no goes down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? yeah no pun intended. No pun intended. Oh no. But yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. <laughs> um, based on a hypothesis, um, if the fans will turn on. Drew McIntyre as if it was a double turn. He was like, yo, if you guys notice a double turn, then just switch it on the fly. Just like, you know, mm. just do it. So basically that's what Abba is saying. Right. But and, and to touch on what you were saying there with the double turn, they kind of did that with Rock and Hogan. Yeah. Match of Mania but that was good. Hogan was the heel. Rock came in as the face. The switched. fans, they switched. They switched because, because they called an audible in the ring to yeah, change rules because the fans yeah, were remember, loving remember Hogan. I, But the thing is, but the thing is, with um, with Hogan, that was a long time coming. So oh, that was yeah, yeah that was different. They, but, he hasn't been there for right. like seven, so, eight years. Like I said, just to end it right here, Bob Lashley will retain the WWE title. 
I hope so, but I, but I do have Drew to uh, win the win the chip here. I ain't knocking that. Either. He's gonna he's gonna get. They want that big pop for him. He which he was um, screwed out of because of the pandemic. Right. That he should have gotten last year against Lesnar in Mania. So I think they're gonna write that write that wrong and go for a second attempt at that. And those are our predictions for night one. Now on to night two. Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn. One of the few matches I'm very much looking forward to, if only for the match quality itself, as this is their first singles match against one another at a WrestleMania. It took them this long to finally give us this, but better late than ever. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Of course, it isn't all perfect, as they decided to insert Logan Paul, of all people, into the storyline. They already have their celebrity appearance for Mania season in Bad Bunny, right at this time. They probably thought he wasn't enough or something to generate buzz to the casual audience, because Logan Paul is right there. Well, like I said, well, in terms of Owens and Zayn, I don't, I'm not expecting much. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna have like a, like a, a rant or the soliloquy based on my reputation on this show. But like, um, I'm not, I'm, I'm like, to, to be honest with you, I could care less about this match. I'm being honest with you, I don't care. Um, uh, Logan Paul, hey, more power to you, bro. Cool. I guess it's, it's whatever. Whoever, whoever wins, wins. Yeah, uh, Owens is going to win off the back of a great match, at least I hope so, and Paul will probably cl clock Zayn afterwards for a babyface ending, whatever, it's basically whatever they're doing there. Owens and Zayn, they literally fight forever, so the fans win. Sure. We, we finally we finally get to see this match on. Sure. At WrestleMania. It's, it's like Sasha and Bayley. doesn't matter how I'm sounds. Yeah, I want to say is WWE, don't cheat them out of don't a great match, because Logan Paul's right there. Give them their time. Give them give them a good 15 20 minutes. They're going to they're going to they're going to shine. Biggie and Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum fight for the IC Championship. I don't know what the fuck that is, but okay. Yeah, who knows what we're going to see in this stipulation? I can't say. If it's not diff I will say this. If it's not different from your typical no DQ match that we see very very often in WWE terms, I don't know why they didn't just name this a no DQ match or something. Instead of creating vague interest in a new stipulation match when it really isn't one. But otherwise, Apollo Crews should win here. Biggie has had a solid reign, but not nothing eventful. And Cruz's new heel shtick as of late has been money, minus the back, occasional back and forth on his uh, his uh, his accent. So it is time to shift that title over to someone else. And why not Apollo? I agree that Apollo should win the. I'm not will win well. the IC title. This goes to show you. Remember one of our episodes that Biggie questioned if WWE was really... Oh, yeah. Back really, in the summer. Back yeah. in the Last summer, year. right? Gentlemen, Apollo Crews is a person that Big E was supposed to be. In terms of... Evolution. Right. And the push. And everything Obviously, else. evolution. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to push him as a babyface, though. They wanted to go down that road. Instead of right. turning him as a heel and having the fans boo him. The way you look at Big E, you still see New Day. Still. I, I, I don't think he'll ever shed that. that, that like Roman did for the Shield. Yeah, see, no, 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 no. To be honest with you, I believe he can. It's all of what you do. Like, I think he if can. A, if a, I know he can. I don't think he no, will. No, I don't think so. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about him as a face. I'm just talking about evolution. Right. You need to separate yourself from the new day. And he still hasn't done it. All I'm getting is a passionate black man from that holds the IC title that still shows that he could do shit by himself. I get that you're one of the best athletes in the WWE. 
and you're an Intercontinental Champion. But what separates you from the New Day? What separates you from Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods? What separate? You do you realize? Do you realize he had a um not too long ago? I think it was I, I forgot what pro, um what endorsement deal he just had, but it was. He had an endorsement deal. I just recently, I just forgot what brand it was. But he still had his new day getup. It's money. Like no, it's it's no, 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 no. printing machine. For but them. bro, but that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. If you want to look at Big E and take him seriously, I still don't take him seriously. As of right now, as I in the kind of champion, because I still look at New Day. When Apollo Cruz changed his gimmick, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Right. That that's that it factor that I see from Apollo. I'm like, yo, now I could take Apollo Crew seriously. Yep. Now he's in the game. Now he could possibly be um he's gonna be an account champion or maybe possibly a future world champion. Mm -hmm. I see that in Apollo. I don't see that from Big E at all. Big E, he's one of the he's one of the strongest dudes in the game. Like he really, really is. Oh, yeah. The nigga could bench over 400 pounds. He's stronger than John Cena. Honestly, if people don't know, check the tapes. He's stronger than John Cena. Okay? Like, Big E is elite. Big E is money. Uh -huh. But he should definitely lose this championship match. Because it's right now. I'm sorry to say this. He, don't, he doesn't deserve to be a kind of champion anymore. Until I see something different from Big E. And it needs to happen sooner rather than later because of Big E's character is still associated with the New Day. All right. Fellas? I'm going with Apollo to win the match. I personally I personally believe that uh, Big E, Persona, he, that that's going to stay. Like, the New Day, that is, he is ingrained into that New Day Unless he, unless, stick, he, unless, unless he turns heel, I feel unless he turns gonna, heel, then it's going to change. It. But yeah, he's he's a more he's more aggressive. When I saw that promo he did on on Friday Night SmackDown on, on on the Go Home Show, he is more aggressive now. Yes, he's it's him. He's shown that aggressiveness. Yes, he's going to still have that little the the vest and all that, and how we, that that's just how we're going to look. But he does have that aggressiveness. I do feel it's a slow evolution that. He'll always will be New Day, but he'll have his own personality in it. But he'll still have like this a tiny bit of the New Day flair in this stuff. Well, now, let me let me ask you a question. Yeah, do you view Big E's association with the New Day as a single star, a good thing or a bad thing? His association with them, well, to be honest, they're, they're both in Mania matches. No, so I'm talking about him as a single star. Single star right now, still having the association with them. Not really. I don't. I don't feel. Thing is, this New Day, New Day has done so much. Like they, they've shown that they can go to that side. They can go to that side of being like uh, that ruthless side. They've shown that. In they have all their matches with uh, with uh, Usos. Like yes. they, they've been to that. They, they can go there. They I understand that. But I'm, that. I'm specifically talking about Big E. I'm Big not e. talking about the New Day. I'm so talking Big about e. Big E. Can he? Do you view him he can still as, still associated with the New Day he's as the, his persona, as persona. Yeah, to he, some degree? He's, he's a good thing or a bad thing? Because I view it as a bad thing. Because, because there's no evolution. There. There's no evolution. Like, but, the New Day has come and gone. They did their yeah. thing. At least for Big E's, Big right. E's end. Kofi and Xavier still holding it down on Yeah. Road. But Big for E, Big e? Needs to move on. Because exactly. He's not officially like, a look, let, let's, let's take the Hardys. Let's take the Hardys. When Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy separated... 
Matt Hardy did his own thing as version one, one, and that was fire. It was. That was great. It, it took was. a minute. It took a minute it for Jeff. Minute. No, no, no. It didn't take a minute for Jeff. It's, it, it happened instantly because despite Jeff Hardy had his his still Hardy Boys gimmick, it worked out for him because it was, it was he, very up and down. For it, him. No, no, it was up and down, but it still worked for yeah, him because did. he still had the he. To be honest, with you, he revolutionized what the Hardy Boys brought to the table. Isn't that what Biggie's doing right no, now? No, he's not. Is no, he's, he's not because you know why? He's keeping that same aggressive. No, he's no, 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 no Separating himself from the New Day to get him as a more more impactful character for Big E. And that's what Apollo Crews is doing now. Has he been more, more impactful now? I believe Big E has Big, been more Apollo? impactful. No, I said for Big E. No, of course Apollo's been more impactful. Like, when that, that gimmick changed, of course he's now... For Big E, I question that. He's still, one of the big talking points of yeah, for, for Big E, I still question that to this day. Because I'm looking at Apollo Crews, I'm like, yo, he's IC champion. Now. He's ready. Right. Now. Because right. you, know you, know you know what also started that? Paul Heyman called him out on the spot. Both talk, of them. Both talk of them. But who answered? But, 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 no, but, right, but let me answer. Let me ask you this question, Richard. Who who no, answered no. to Paul Heyman? Apollo Cruz or Big E? Oh, it's Apollo. Bam. Apollo. That's what I'm talking Apollo. about. Because Paul Heyman. Thank you. Paul Heyman talked to both of them. Paul Heyman talked to both of them, and he told Apollo. He talked to Apollo first, yep. and then he talked to Big E. He told Apollo to his face, like, "Yo." What you what you're doing right now? This nice thing, he literally cursed him out on talking smack. You know all this bullshit that you're going on. Gotta go. Who answered the call? Apollo or Biggie? Apollo. Apollo. Thank you. Apollo. No, he did not. Biggie uh, didn't do it. The aggression is one thing, but we need to see. Something yeah, his aggression. His aggression is up. His it needs to coincide with his character. Thanks. Exactly. I need to see more from Biggie. And the fact that Apollo Cruz took it to a point in which he went back to his his Niger roots, his roots in Nigeria, which we've never well which we've, we've seen in uh, his time in the, in the Indies, in the, right? In the in the Indies, but it wasn't as. As impactful, impactful yeah, as, it as it is, is now. now. Right. I like once, like I, my prediction. Apollo is definitely winning the IC title. Yeah, I we, hold we, him. We all, agree, we all agree that Apollo's Apollo's, Apollo's winning. winning. He needs to win. Because big not for the. I, I'm a fan of Biggie. I like Biggie, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm a fan of Biggie too. <laughs> I feel he should he's not going to elevate the the mid card division right now on SmackDown. Exactly, it's not him. Not now. We have Oscar against Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship, Rhea, just like with. Next. <laughs> Facts. Rio. That, that's it. Wait, so we all think you all think uh, Rio's winning? Yes. yes! Okay. Guess who's coming back to Versa? Charlotte. She's Dude. gonna come back in Versa. And plus, Rio's never beaten Charlotte. And that and that and then that feud's gonna be like five months, so let's go. Next one. Next. <laughs> I'll end all. Come on. Uh, you said you had a smart thing to say about that one. No, I said uh, I had a smart thing for Randy Orton. Oh, okay. Why? Start it up. Okay. Yeah, uh Rio's Rio's most likely gonna win. That's what I have her down. Fiend against Randy Orton in a, ex explicably so, in a straight-up singles to match. To be honest, I don't give two shits about it. <laughs> I got something to say about that match. What's up? The real winner of the match will be Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Amen. Okay, that's Amen. fine. You know what? The real winner of the match will be Alexa Bliss. The, the, honestly, the one person that held it down 
is a like is a lesser bliss. Yo, <laughs> week in and week out on Raw, she's week and she's, week she's out, she things. carried the feud, even when the other nigga Person. and Bray Wyatt wasn't there. Not even, not even that. To this point, there was point. There was a point in which she carried Raw yeah. by herself. She carried Raw. Alexa Bliss. Alexa. Bliss. Alexa. Bl- Alexa. This is. I don't care. This is the. Ten, this is the most best work Alexa's done. You know, I've been her- very critical of her. Oh yes, you have. I've yes, you have. I've been, been doing over. great. This is, you know what? It's not, not great. Been in the ring. This is. She's been clearly on promos. Has been immaculate. Her promos has and been immaculate. Work. Her character work immaculate. On point. Her yeah. look. I have no head to toe. I got nothing. nothing Amazing. Just more. imagine what she's gonna look like when she walks across that oh. stage. Okay, yeah, look, look, guys. It. Like I said, like like thank you for all validating my points. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, no, no. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. You see, this is why the bromance is always strong, me and Kenny. Uh, because, like, because... Oh, I thought we had something going on, man. Okay, look, you know what? Okay, <laughs> okay Abba, like, you and Lawrence... You, you and Lawrence are... Annoys the fuck out of me. I live with Richard. <laughs> I live with Richard. And, and, and Kenny is, like, my... Guy that understands and supports and values my my points. When you guys are against each other on the show, it's, it's much more entertaining. It's look, look, I'm telling you right now, it will come soon. I have a feeling it, it has will, happened before. No, it will happen before. They, they ended up being some of the better best. It will happen done. again. But I'm telling you when right you now, when other. the when if, even when the bromance agrees. Or, or even disagrees. I feel like when, even when we disagree, I feel like the bromance is even stronger because we yeah. because we carry the show. Me and Kenny. We the creme de la creme. So we you're just are, forgetting. We are the standard, yes. We are the, <laughs> we are the standard. Me and Kenny. Yo, right? Man. But back to Bliss, she's going to be the clear winner of that match. I don't know what she's going to do, but... It don't matter. She wins. Whatever she, win. she, whatever, she wins. She whatever she does. Not Bray... Not Randy Bliss. And plus, remember, she brings them all down. I'm hoping like they just stop. They end the feud. And she just like smiles and just skips around. Thank you. Hell, Hell, that's how it's going to end. That could happen too. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, she, she's, she's like, fuck Bray. Fuck Randy. It's all about me. Yep. Screw it. Like what Harley Quinn did with the Joker. Yeah, right. All right. All right, you're wrong. And in the main you're event. You're the main event of night two. And in my true heart, the main event. Daniel Bryan, Edge, Roman Reigns, Universal Championship in a triple threat. I want to ask you fellas a question. Based on this triple threat match, who has the most to lose? Roman. Roman? Yeah. You say Roman? Roman. Roman? Roman. Okay. Why? Because the reason I I'll go first. So the reason why Roman has a lot to lose is I'll take out besides the title, of course, all the work that he has done from ever since he came back from mm-hmm. late summer all the way up till now has been fantastic. Yep. Right. And I said a few weeks ago that Roman Reigns will solidify himself as the tribal chief. Or hell, let's say the tribal legend if he beats Edge, because not only the tribal legends a stretch. Keep going. I know, I know it's a stretch. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. You're tripping. Okay, but I want Roman Reigns to retain, and he needs to pin Edge. He needs to pin Edge, hands um, down. What you think, bro? I agree with everything he saw. Rich said. 
Um, I believe that Reigns should absolutely retain. It'd be beyond asinine to us to book any other cho decision. Mm -hmm. Book anything else. I don't care if the title changes hands to Daniel Bryan, who I love to death, and Edge, who I love to death as well. It would be the wrong decision. It would be the wrong... It would be flat out the wrong move. Because SmackDown has been thriving as a brand. On the main roster. Under Roman. Oh, yes. Under Roman Reigns as the head honcho over there. Mm -hmm. As the main champion. He has to retain. That's just, that's the only uh, that is the only option. Like, don't get me wrong. Him without him with or without the championship, mm -hmm. Reigns is still the focal point of SmackDown. He is the focal point. He But at the same time, you're diminishing his momentum. Even a little even if it's just a little bit, because Reigns is still gonna be the important mm -hmm. figure on the show anyways. This is the easiest match to book. It has to be Reigns. Yes, it's gonna be a awesome match you have three different characters finally the stories blend together as much people and people are saying oh daniel bryan uh weasel his yeah. way in no fuck, fuck he didn't know about wrestling he made the story actually make sense because before coming into that it was literally and i don't care what people say spear versus spear was not holding it spear mm -hmm. versus spear or Edge just winning. He helped Edge get to rated R. He get yep. he helped Edge get to that get to that. He spot. was crucial, and no one can really say no. That was the reason why he got there. Him being in that end, keep interrupting, interrupting. Uh, Dan Brown found a way to get into the match, pushed Edge to over the, the edge. Yep. <laughs> so for for this match, what I love about this match is that we have three people, three wrestlers that was forced to retire all mm -hmm. different degrees mm -hmm. they all have to walk due away to injuries or health or health, health yeah yep all three and, of them and at all points we thought it was going to be the end like, it was going to be the at end least, exactly at least there was always that feeling no no exactly that, like of course. it was done mm -hmm. uh, even it is moment. crazy how three of i would say the most heartfelt um the three most heartfelt significances of giving up. A force to giving up. I'm sorry. Good way of putting it. A force of giving up due to health and injury has now done a 360. Of how now the three people that was forced to retire or to give up are now in the main event of WrestleMania. And I love this match. I feel like this is going to be one of the greatest triple threat matches ever. It might. Oh. I'm being honest with you. I'm pu I'm putting it way up there because. because So much expectation. No, no. Here's why. No, here's why. In wrestling. Huh? In wrestling or in the E? I would say in the you E. Can, you could honestly make a case for both. In terms of story, the story's there. Because it's like this. Gentlemen. Like I said. All three of them is making a comeback. All three of them. Mm -hmm. Right? As to one person, as the tribal chief to represent his his clan in terms of the Samoans. In terms of Daniel Bryan, who still wants to who wants to become a part-timer, but at the same time he, wants to he, elevate. He Hold on. The, oh, wait, 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 wait. Still the underdog. Let me finish. Let me finish. On, let me finish. Leader of the Yes Movement. Leader of the Yes Movement. Let me finish. In terms of edge, of showing that, just like what my homegirl Taro said, as as the man that wants to prove that he still got it. 
in terms of edge. Now it just goes to show you who wants it more. Everyone compliments each other well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that and is why and that's why that want it factor of proving of why you need the title will represent this match as one of the best triple threat matches possibly of all time because you the story you will tell will be in the ring listen i'm not going to give my thoughts on the whole the best triple threat I said, no 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 i said no it no has the making i said i clearly said possibly possibly okay, i said I possibly that. i understand that but when possibly. you label it as something that could potentially happen or not happen you it, you kind of feel a sense of disappointment when you don't get what you want. You, okay, but you're only saying that in case that happens. In terms in of case the, that happens. in terms of this form, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But we haven't seen the match. But that these three, what these three? Here's why I disagree with you on that. In terms of disappointment, these three tells a story even within the ring itself. Of course, all three of them, right? And that and 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 that's why it's so significant. You got Roman Reigns. I still got Jay Uso as a back as a. As a right hand man to support Roman, you're like, yo, if he's actually gonna lose, I gotta step in, right? And when you look at Edge, you got like, yo, and actually to both of them, actually, Edge and um, um, what's his name, Daniel Bryan, he was like, yo, if I lose, this is it mm-hmm. for both of them, right? Like, this is it for Daniel Bryan. You like, yo, if I lose this match, what do I got next? Like, what's next? Same thing for Edge. Everyone's got a, a feel of uncertainty. Yeah, coming but out. But even with, but mm-hmm. the thing is, even, but the thing is with Roman Reigns. Despite you guys say he has, he has, um, he has to win the WWE title. You can make a case that he has the the um the least amount to lose because even if he loses, he still wins because a he still runs SmackDown. Two, that's number one. Number two, he runs the WWE because it's a revolve around him. That's yeah. what Eric Bischoff said. That's what Austin said. Right, that's yeah. what Vince said, right? He still Heyman involves... Heyman said that too. And, and Heyman said that. That's what revolves around the WWE. And he's still the headliner of the WWE brand. That's why even if he does lose the WWE title, I mean the Universal title, I'm sorry, he uses the Universal title, he's still the head of the table because we all watch WWE to see Roman Reigns. Yeah, carrying everything on his back. And listen, if he holds, if he loses that title, then it's not the end of the world. Exactly. I'm it's not, not gonna, the end I'm of the world. I'm not going to throw it out. I'm not going to play it off like it is. It isn't. That being said, it's, it's, it's still the, the wrong by, call. By, by will rant. I will rant. If he loses? Oh, hell yeah. Rant. Well, we'll if see. that happens and you have something to look forward to <laughs> next weekend. And those are predictions for WrestleMania weekend. Hope you all enjoyed episode 61 of Wrestling Hypothesis this week. Guys, good luck. And good luck watching the show. It's going to be a long-ass ride, long-ass weekend with everything going down. So uh, we will be back for episode 62 next weekend. We'll We'll be planning to do something in terms of recap of WrestleMania then. So until then, see you on the other side. Take care, guys. Stay safe. Deuces.